Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayers Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today, and we thank you for another wonderful opportunity to come together in your Word, Lord, as your dear and beloved children, God, to learn and experience the good that you have for each and every one of us, Lord. I ask that you'll minister to the listeners, Lord, and those participating in this this morning devotional, Lord, that you would give us guidance and clear direction and shed your wisdom on us, Lord, and your love. So we just thank you for those things. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. Glad to have you with us as we continue our study of the Word in the book of Acts. Now, we are on chapter 20, and we are moving forward. We're going to cover verses 13 through 24. Well, technically, it's only part of this next section. Uh, this is just how we're being led by the Lord, is to, uh, I'll say, uh, split it in half, just so we can capture the, the fullness of what the Lord wants to reveal in this. So, could I get a volunteer to read from Acts 20, verse 13 through 24, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Then we went ahead to the ship and sailed to Assos, there intending to take Paul on board, where he had given orders, intending himself to go on foot. And when he met us at Assos, we took him on board and came to Mytilene. We sailed from there, and the next day came opposite to Chios. The following day, we arrived at Samos and, tra- and stayed at Trogilium. The next day, we came to Miletus. For Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus, so that he could, would not have to spend time in Asia, for he was hurrying to be at Jerusalem, if possible, on the day of Pentecost. From Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called for the elders of the church. And when they had come to him, he said to them, You know from the day, from the first day that I came to Asia, in what manner I always lived among you, serving the Lord with all humility and with many tears and trials, which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews. How I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying to Jews and also to Greeks, repentance towards God and one second, <laughs> and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. And see, now I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy in the mystery which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, as is our custom, we are going to open the floor at this time and give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you may have. So who would like to begin? I guess I will. All right, LaCharles? Um, what the Lord was showing me was that we see here that um, we've been describing previously that Paul understood why he had to go to Jerusalem to a certain extent. He may not have known everything exactly what was going to happen, but he had a general understanding 
of the things that he was required to do. And we can see that Paul is um, sharing that right now when he says he was bound in the spirit to go to Jerusalem. Meaning that the Holy Spirit doesn't just um, wait for us to go unsuspecting with him and then spring his trap on us saying, Hi, you thought you were going to enjoy a vacation? Nope. But he allows us and gives us the opportunity and wants us beforehand so we can get our will in line. And we can see that here with Paul that he had to get his will in line with the, what the Lord was telling him so he could go forward and do it with gladness. Mm-hmm. And that, that's something we should all remember as believers is that the Holy Spirit truly guides us into all truth and shows us things to come. He never leads us um, unsuspect, un, unsuspectingly, if you will. He doesn't, you know, just mistreat us. He doesn't mistreat us at all, but he loves us. And it's important that we cooperate with his will. He gave Paul an option to cooperate with his will or the will of the Father or not. And Paul, because, you know, we can watch through the the articulation of the epistles to the church and the New Testament, how he was coming to more and deeper understanding of doing the will of the Father and how important that is. And so in that process, the Lord was helping him to align his will, helping him to see that doing the will of the Father is why you, in fact, you were put on this earth, why, in fact, you were called into the ministry, why, in fact, he, the Lord raised him up, not just so he could be championed by other people, so he could feel like a hero or be popular amongst the saints or any of that kind of stuff or get um, kudos from people. But it was, in fact, to do the will of the Father, which is the same thing that his Lord and Savior did. And you mm-hmm. see how closely he begins to um, hone in on that, if you will, from going going from being a religious person who only sought to do his own will, but put the guise of, I'm doing you a favor, Lord. I got this, right? And we saw that carried out in, in the martyr um, the killing of Stephen at the beginning, you know, in the, the first, the first um, chapters of Acts, but in the early church. And then we see him going, I, I'm carrying in me the same mind that was in Jesus Christ and moving forward in that and getting closer and closer and closer to it. So I, I agree with you that he was coming, you know, mm-hmm. aligning his will and the Lord was giving him a chance to do that, but also encouraging us to realize that that is the point. Our point is not to have a million followers on YouTube and YouTube goes, we, yay, we love you. We'll give you money because that is vain. It's vanity and it will mm-hmm. perish. It's not one of those things that when tried by fire that will remain before the king. Jesus, at the day of judgment, those works will be burned up. Amen. But only the works that are done at the will of the Father and at the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit at the Lord's command, those are the only works that will remain. Everything else will be counted loss. So putting our eyes on that, setting our affection on Jesus Christ and truly carrying out the purpose that he created us for needs to be our focus. It should be our focus. And it's not just a good feel good moment It is actually to do what God designed us to do and put us on the earth to do and gave us, you know, the platform, the children or whatever it is to do, carrying out and finishing that work with a good heart and a good attitude, as you said, and enjoy. Oh, promise you had something? Uh, yes, mommy. Okay, baby. And the Lord's talking to me about how Paul had said that when he was going to Jerusalem, um, but we talked about this that, I mean, LaCharles talked about this, how that um, he already brought himself into subjection, and the Lord showed me that with that, 
um, he reminded me of the scripture where he talks about that um, we're supposed to bring our flesh into subjection. And the Lord's reminded me that the Lord won't um, tell us to do something unless we're ready for it. And he also reminded me of the scripture, I believe it's inside of Hebrews, and it talks about how we won't be tried above what we're able mm-hmm. and how there's always going to be a way of escape. Mm-hmm. And you can see this with here and the Lord's reminding me how most people, when they think about um, being persecuted, they more so see inside an ugly light and say, oh, Lord, I don't really want to do that now. And then think about how they do it later. And um, as a result, only visualize, and only visualize the most extreme cases and say, well, if that happens, then I'm going to do it. Instead of um, actually understanding that we also have to make the choice daily throughout our lives in order to make the ultimate choice in the end. Amen. We're not going to get to choosing the hard things that are life or death without choosing the the easy things that have minimal consequence to them or just as a matter of training our own obedience. So absolutely. Um, Looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, verse 13, which is what you reference, it says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So there's with every testing of our faith, there is probably an element of temptation that goes with it as well. The testing of our faith is whether or not we will endure, right? The temptation is, are you going to depart from the way of God and the will of God to do your own will, even if it's wrong? Mm -hmm. Are you going to take this opportunity to do sin, if you will, or not? So the way of escape that's referenced here is not necessarily getting away from it. So when it comes to temptation, it's getting away from sin, right? To depart from sin. There's always a way for us to get away from and avoid committing sin. That's always available to us. But when it comes to testing of our faith, there's no getting away from that. You have to pass the test, right? When you think about um, what Paul is facing here, Everybody kept trying to talk him out of it. Similar to how they tried to talk Jesus out of going to the cross. But he, Paul, once he knew what the Lord said, I want you to go to, you must go to Rome, but you got to go the way that I decided for you to get there. Right? So once he heard from Holy Spirit that this is what's going to happen, he had a choice. Either he was going to follow God's course And the way that the Holy Spirit was laying out, even though some of it was still a mystery to him, or he was going to try to deliver his own flesh. So this side goes more to he who seeks his life or seeks to save his own life will lose it. But he who loses his life for the sake of the gospel and for the sake of following and obeying Christ will save his own life. So this one is not where he was. It was designed for him to try to avoid what the Lord was saying, because if we avoid God, then we are what? Entering into sin. Exactly. So he wasn't saying escape from the will of the father, but he was saying also to be able to persevere and endure to finish to the end of what God told him to do. But also the, the other side of the coin was avoiding the temptation to rescue his own life by fleeing and running away from the course that clearly Holy Spirit told him, this is the way I want you to go. But be forewarned, 
understand this, that it's going to, there's going to be change and tribulations there. It's, it's not going to be an easy walk in the park. This is going to be different than the other places we, we've gone together before. Well, if you look back, this is just the next test, right? It's something that you brought up, honey, honey, and it was well there, promise. This is just the next one. If you look back throughout this entire book of Acts thus far, every place that pretty much Paul went, there were riots, there was beatings, thrown in prison, or there was, he was constantly in uh, facing, I'll say, quote unquote, legal trouble, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I mean, it was just one place to the next, which I believe is part of the reason he's like, yeah, we're not going to go back to Ephesus. It will just delay the journey if there is a, you know, again, a scripture where we can speculate here because we already saw how this has been happening in every place, right? So let's mm-hmm. not stir the people back up and, and create more riots and mm-hmm. and make it more difficult for those that are there, but let's have them come here. But again, the purpose, the intention was, I need to go to Jerusalem because that's how the Lord is leading me to go. And it's why, where you brought up there, Le Charles, <clears throat> excuse me, where he says, and now I go bound in the spirit. He's just talking about his own spirit. He is saying, I have to go here. That was his precursor. And that's why it says in verse 23, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me. So as you brought up, honey, about just like our Lord and Savior, Paul is mirroring the actions, the attitudes, the behavior found in Jesus, the Christ, by going, not my will, but your will. I'm going to align my will to your will to accomplish your plans and purpose, regardless of what it looks like, regardless of what it feels like, or what emotions it elicits from my natural body. I'm going to do what's right and righteous to do because that's what the, the well, the Holy Spirit through the Heavenly Father wants done. So I think that's, that's an important thing for us all to recognize. But it didn't just come like, as you brought up promise, well, this one, this one time, you see this testing throughout in every place he went. By the time it got to this point, Paul had clearly been tried by fire, as he writes about in uh, other letters. Right? Each one's work will be tested by fire, and what remains, right, they'll receive a reward for. So he's been tried by fire in every place he's gone to see if he will do the will of the Lord or shirk that responsibility to to leave that bag at the door, to depart from the the path and the course, the destiny track that the Lord has for his life, glorifying the Father. Oh, and we also see with Paul his um, consistency when he was sending his letter or talking to the elders in, in Ephesus, he said, uh, and told them how he lived among them. This is how I've always been. For these three years that I've been with you, I've been serving the Lord. I proclaimed publicly the gospel. I sought uh, after the Lord on your behalf with tears. I encouraged you and exhorted you. I didn't suddenly now become this new super preacher Paul because now I'm going to Rome or Jerusalem. I have been consistent, and this is how I've always been since coming to the Lord. I've always... Uh, 
strived after doing his will and Mm -hmm. helping other people come into that as well. And that I think that's an encouragement for us today to see Paul go through this, that he didn't change because he was persecuted and go, Oh, well you people in Ephesians, you're terrible. Never mind you. I'm not going to show you the way of life because I'm seeking your downfall as retribution for myself for what you did to me. But he said the greater reward, if you will, the, the greater payback, if you will, if I can use that word, would be to see you saved and come into the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ, not sent to eternal destruction. And I think that's important for the saints today because we get, we'll get, we go, well, so-and-so wronged me, so I'm going to purposely set out stumbling blocks to you know, cause them to fall instead of turning it over to the Lord and letting him deal with it. Hmm. And he was also telling them and instructing them how to carry their lives, not to be two-faced, you're one way here, but then another way there, but be consistent in all things and let Christ be your choice now and forever and continue to pursue Christ with all that's in you. That's also what he was um, pointing out to himself here because the, the elders of Ephesus would have been ones that cooperated with him versus the crowds that tried to kill him or, you know, the, the other random people, you know, doing things that they shouldn't be doing towards him. But also we, we've all covered this as well. He came to the realization that it's not the human flesh that was his adversary, but it was the spirit, the wicked spirits behind it, mm-hmm. right? That were stirring yes. at people everywhere. That's how come they said the same thing all the time. And, you know, the ones that were particularly in tune with the, the satanic will, if you will, the will of their father, the devil, were traveling from city to city to father, um, to follow through with their father's will, which is the devil. But he he understood that. But the, the elders, he also wanted them to understand, especially as leaders, don't be one way and then another way. Be who, live your life as though you're living literally before Christ Jesus and pursue him with that character and exhibit that character at all times. So whether the people see you in the supermarket or they see you in the pulpit, or they see you, you know, preaching at the house or whatever it is, that you always look the same. You always look like Jesus Christ. You always look like he called you and he died for you and that you're well aware that he is risen and you hope to see him one day saying, well done. Instead of going, well, if nobody sees me, I can smoke and drink and cuss and, you know, la da 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 But when I get to church, I'll put my tie on and then I'll get my theeth and thoueth on and, you know, start profaning to be holy and really serving the Lord, but in reality am not, which is why he also gave the stipulations to Timothy. This is what an elder should be like, mm-hmm. not one who is worldly, basically, if I could just summarize it. An elder shouldn't be one who's worldly, but one who is consistent, as you said, and consistent in his walk with the Lord and self-control. And that was the same whether it was an elder or a a deacon, if you will. Anyone in Christ, right? There's that same standard, Mm -hmm. but especially those in leadership. Mm -hmm. But those in Christ, we should all be living the same, which I love how you you brought that here. And Lily, you brought this up uh, about this is how I was. I taught you and I went from house to house. So he's also encouraging the leaders there. It's not about you. 
don't have the people focus on you as the leader, right? We tend to focus on, or many tend to focus on Paul and go, look at all the great works he did and how he was used and all these wonderful things. And, and that's all well and good. But the bigger part, the biggest part of Paul's ministry is twofold. One, his obedience to the Lord. But two, he taught others how to enter in and do and live and carry and conduct themselves in the same way that he did. What Said another way, how to have the same relationship with the Lord that he had. That is the bigger thing. Not through him, not a relationship with the Lord through Paul or through one of these other elders, but their own individual, personal, deep, intimate relationship with the Lord, mm-hmm. which we all need because that's what the Lord has been looking for from us and from his people anyone who desires to be his people and enter into covenant with him. That's what he's been looking for from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close in prayer out in prayer, please? I will. All right. Promise. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for blessing listeners. Lord, just thank you for giving us the opportunity to get in touch with you, Lord, and just making we're able to be, and commune with you throughout the day, Lord. Lord, I also thank you for giving us your blessings, Lord, and just showing us your perfect will, Lord, so that we're able to go into you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' amen. almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you, God bless you, and have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.